Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, the podcast happens, whether you're ready or not. We're coming to take over your world by playing a movie that's chosen by one of the Freak Show luminaries every week. And then we sit down, we watch it, and then we debate it right here in the Thunderdome to find out if it's any good. Should you watch this movie? Well, we're going to find out. I'm Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. This is Tom. I'm returning. Tom. OG. OG Tom. Tom. OG Tom King. Welcome back, Tom. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Good to be back. And uh, Nick, once again, filling in. <laughs> And uh, tonight's movie was Travis's pick, but Travis has stepped out for a moment. We expect him back any minute. Uh, The movie was Robot Jocks. This is a movie that was originally known as Robo Jocks until Orion Pictures, who made RoboCop, sued, and they changed the title to Robot Jocks. It was directed by Stuart Gordon, who you may remember from such freak show movies as Reanimator. And he also did uh, From Beyond and Space Truckers. Space Truckers, I keep shooting out there because somebody somewhere is going to watch or that movie. It's got Dennis Hopper in it. Space Truckers. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like my, my alley. Like Space Truckers? I kind of like that. <clears throat> and uh, it's from the year 1990, but it was actually shot in the year 1987. And when Empire Pictures, which was owned by producer Charles Band, filed for bankruptcy... Uh, delayed the release until 1990. And I do remember it coming out in theaters, because I remember seeing a commercial for this movie on TV way back when I was a wee lad. Yeah, and they missed the the 80s uh, Transformers uh, time where it was big. So, they're... Yeah, it kind of missed the boat when it came out, because there's a... I mean... You know, there there's a... They missed the Transformer high, but this was, as a kid, I mean, I, I never saw it. This is my first time seeing this movie, so I, I missed it. But this is my first time seeing it. I don't know how I feel about it later, but, uh, yeah. Right. Well, this is kind of like, <clears throat> we were talking about earlier, it's like, okay, so this movie's from the 90s. I mean, it's like a prototype for um, uh, for Pacific Rim. Yeah. Fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it, yes. Yep. It's very much like Pacific Rim. It is. Um, you know, Pacific... The, the thing that sets this Well, except movie, it doesn't have monsters. It's just the robots. Yeah, what what I, what I noticed about robots. this movie is... And I appreciate that. Like, I, like, I appreciate the very slow-moving robots. I really do. Um, because, like, you know, as a kid growing up, I played a lot of Mech Warrior. You're with me when, on the yeah, Mech Warrior, yeah, yeah. right? So that's what I was try- also so, trying to think. When did that come out? Uh, Mech Warrior came out in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, so about, it was after this. Uh, slightly after this. Yeah. But like... And battle tech. The, so. the, the Mech Warrior, um, like the video games did, but Mech Warrior has like a role-playing pen and paper and, and tabletop. That's been around since probably early 80s, 70s, stuff mm, like that. Okay. So, but, you know, like I'm used to, uh, you know, like the Japanese anime Robots or Voltron? Voltron. They're more like like, like Macross Saga. Was that Macross Saga? Those are pilotable giant mech. Yeah, it turned into uh, 
the three forms. They have the robot form, the half robot, half sh- the fighter jet, and then the fighter jet. But those robots tend to be faster. Where, like, I like my... I personally like my mechs, like Mech Warrior mechs. I like the big, lumbering, slow-moving behemoths that are... Because that, um, you get the idea that they weigh like they're, they're a fucking like weights, couple you know? hundred tons or and, whatever, and, and right? And those, the big, slow-moving behemoths is definitely like, that's an American thing. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Were you trying to say us Americans are uh, slow no, I mean, it's, it's We're it's, realistic. It's the it. philosophy of like you're taking a tank, like an actual physical tank that is because a tank is slow moving and lumbering, you know, and you're just making that just a walk, you know, a mech, a walking tank. So it's slow, it's lumbering, it packs a lot of firepower, and it's a force to be reckoned with. Where like the Japanese, especially in their like animes, are like fast moving robots and stuff mm. like that. So, like especially like Neon Genesis, where those robots mm. were a lot faster. Like know? the Power Rangers. Power Rangers. So it's like <laughs> I what like. What is my... it with the Japanese and giant robots? <laughs> so they like. Their I mean, gen- I guess it's just ingrained in their culture. Right, Sorry, they what like were you saying? Giant robots, but they're, they're like your giant robots, but they're a lot faster. And I like my robots to be fucking tanks. Mm-hmm. And. What was that simulator game? That, uh, it was Battletech. No, no, no. Steel Battalion? Steel Battalion. That was the one where you could actually yeah. virtually get inside the Yeah, it cockpit. had like a $200 controller and like it had a, like a startup sequence and you had <laughs> foot pedals and stuff wow. like that. Really cool for the Xbox. Yeah. yeah, and that was based on, I want to say there was like a Battletech, uh, like you could go to arcades and get into these Battletech like pods or whatever. It was like... You know, those old arcades games that you could sit in, and you know the things surrounded you, like the old Star Wars game or Mach Three or something like that, right? <clears throat> but this thing had like what did it have? Like you were surrounded by like three screens and yeah. something like that surround sound. And you had to flip all the toggles and yep. <clears throat> so like I, I like those things. So like I really like the 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 Mech Warrior and the the walking tank. So. The fact that this movie was about the giant walking, slow-moving tanks. But does it translate good to, on on a movie, you know, like as for an action movie? To me, I felt it just slowed it down. I was like, okay. um, Like Pacific Rim uses the slow-moving. Yeah, but not as slow-moving as what this is. Well, I mean... Well, you know, the other thing I thought of when I was watching this, because you're basically watching, you know, looking at these models, uh, you know, these certain scale models, you know, like duking this stuff out, and their speed, I was, uh, the other day I watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, and prepping for, you know, uh, episode seven coming out, so I watched Empire Strikes Back, and they got, you know, the Imperial Walkers show up, the ad-ads, and from a distance, they're like, but then there's that scene where Luke is like underneath the thing, and you know the the foot goes up and it's <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what you have going on here. It's like it's at the speed of uh, of the human on the ground, you know, seeing this thing actually move at this kind of you know, all the servos are going to move this arm up, you know. And man, there's something fucking awesome about giant robots. Yeah, <laughs> like that it's ingrained somehow in like every every think, man from childhood, right? <laughs> what kind of bums me? The idea out of about driving tanks movie. 
and their giant ro- robots is like <laughs> that's fucking great. That's why Pacific Rim's like, hey, we're gonna fight Godzilla. Right. You know, it's like oh, giant <laughs> robots versus exactly. Godzilla. I'm on board. Um, this movie is 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 interesting in the plot. Like the the opening sequence of the movie starts off with like you know a shot of like Siberia. Uh, like a snow covered thing, and they're just basically get on, like in the year, like 20 whatever. Um, you know, they uh, deem that war should be, they're not going to fight any wars. Instead, wars will be fought with two giant robots fighting each other. Yeah, so each uh, territory, because I don't think they're countries here, although the, 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 the like market. Two, There's two the two. market, which seems to have absorbed the old United States, right? Because mm-hmm. I think they still have, like, an old U.S. flag as, you know, memorabilia. And then they've got, like, some new version of the U.S. flag. So that's the market, which I guess that's kind of interesting. Free it's the, the free market or the capitalist, you know, <laughs> society. And then the enemy is the Confederation. And that's the, like, Russian Federation, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, it's essentially Russian, because, like, the bad the, guy yeah, is... Yeah, he's a Russian, a Russian guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and coming out of 1987, when the movie was originally made, I suppose, you know, you're talking Cold War, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tensions yeah. that you're exploiting. I mean, Rocky Four had only been, like, two years before that. So they, 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 they like, fight, and, like, if you lose, you lose, like, a territory. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of odd, like, the setup for this is, I mean, the whole movie basically hinges on, we don't know how many of these battles have been fought in the past. We know that our lead character, Achilles. No, we know, we, Well, wait, 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 Uh, well, Achilles has fought, he's fighting his, this is going to be his tenth fight that he's going to go into. So we know he's fought at least ten battles before this. And we know that, what was his name, Tex? Tex. Tex, the. He fought one battle. No. He he won ten in a row. They said, they said they said he was the only person to ever win oh, ten. Okay. Yeah, he was the greatest soldier of his time. So this has been going on for years, right? But like, they they had like he was like kind of like because our hero Achilles was the last because he's all, all his comrades have died because the, the opening scene shows the. The second to the last person dying by the Russian. Yeah. And then... Alexander, the Russian. And then there's Achilles, and then all the other people are getting trained, and they're clones. Uh, they're test tubes. They're tubies. Tubies. Right. Well, it's working in, like, uh, inches, like, uh, yeah, like a social political thing in there. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to clear up what I don't understand about the setup was that the movie is taking place with the basically the battle for Alaska, where the market is versus confed for possession of the territory Alaska, right? And they fight in Death Valley. That's where the arena is, where the, the robot battles take place. So it's like... And at some point, you know, in the, the first contest, is you know, this is going to be a spoiler cast, but the first contest between the two robots ends in a draw... And so, like, the, the possession of Alaska is in question. And I'm like, well, doesn't it still belong to Confed? Isn't this, like, a challenge by the yeah. Confederation to, you know, annex, or, sorry, market, doesn't the market own it? This is like, we want to annex market land. Right? <laughs> right. Uh. All right. 
But yeah, you're right. So uh, beyond that, yeah. So Achilles is the last of the like natural born humans. And all these kids coming up, you know, he's introduced to a team of uh, of test tube grown to be soldiers. You know, these these people have grown to be the perfect warrior, which, you know, looking at it now, it's like, you know, it's like, man, that's Ender's game. Right. Or, you know, something that we've seen in other science fiction uh, stories. If you can think of another one. Feel free to shoot it out there. I guess I'm thinking of Ender's game, but Ender's game was a novel that existed like, you know. George What's in the 70s? Yeah. Orson Scott, Scott Card. Well, this movie was written by a guy named Joe Halderman. Does that name mean anything to you? You ever heard of a novel called The Forever War? Okay. Well, it was it's a science fiction, quote-unquote, masterpiece. I shouldn't use it in quotes. It is considered a masterpiece. Uh, Halderman was a soldier in Vietnam <clears throat> and, so, and used his experience in actual war to make this uh, science fiction allegory called The Forever War. And I guess Stuart Gordon contacted him, you know, after having seen the rising popularity of Transformers toys and said, you know, this is like something that should be in a movie, you know, giant machines transform. And so he hired Halderman to write the script for this. And I guess that those two guys were like at odds over what the tone of the movie should be for most. of I don't even know if even to this day, but. Gordon later described it as Halderman wanted to make a movie for adults that kids could enjoy, mm-hmm. where Gordon was trying to make a movie for kids that adults could enjoy. Yeah. Now, when you see the movie as it exists now, knowing that, like, it, I mean, with him having said that, do you believe that statement? This is a movie for kids that adults will enjoy. Mm, I don't know. You know, besides the robot faction, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, you're, like, when you look at it, like, the American, the market robot is, like, it's white and red. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Russian robot is pretty cool looking, actually. Well, it's, it's the bigger, it looks like it's the bigger, newer model, the stronger yeah, one. Man, it's a badass robot. I like that robot. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like it had tentacle legs. Yeah. Was well, that that's, when, that's, that's when he upgraded it. The yeah. first version was just like two legs, and they uh, the, the the final fight version of the, that robot had like four legs, and yeah. yeah, yeah. After it transforms, oh spoilers! We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's try laying out the characters in our opus, and we'll oh give their God. their character arcs. Oh, okay, so Jesus what Christ. every character their goal in the movie is. And through that, we will discover the plot. So we have Achilles. So what's his character arc in this movie? Did we say he's played by Gary Graham, who was uh, spent... Like nobody? What are you talking about? Nobody, nobody Well, man. clearly nobody. you never saw the TV show Alien Nation. Wait, are you aware that there was a movie called Alien Nation? I think I was. Good man. holy Jesus. Yeah, I've heard of it. Science fiction it. classic starring James Caan from The Godfather? And misery? Well, Gary Graham has the James Caan role in the television show. The television show spun off after it was canceled, or whatever ran its course, had like four made-for-TV movies, I want to say. Like four. Hmm. I could be way off on that. Could be two. But still, had a following. Hmm. And then he was also uh, on a couple of episodes of Star Trek. 
I thought he looked a lot like Billy Bob Thornton. He's and, a terrible actor. Uh, Harry <laughs> what like, the fuck are you talking about? Not, there's not a good no. actor. What are you no. talking there's about? They, Gary like, Graham pulls is, it off. There is a time when he says, "What?" And it's totally what? believable. The problem with this movie <laughs> is clearly the acting. The acting in this movie is atrocious. Shut the hell up. Oh. The characters yeah, are Tom all is like, just plain flat out wrong. I'm going to get in this awful. robot and I'm going to kick your ass. I believed that he was going to do it. Now, I would say that the, the girl, uh, Ann, what was her name? Ann something uh, Johnson. She was horrible. She was horrible. She was horrible. Okay. But she's dragging, she's dragging him down. I think because Gary Graham was good. Yeah. The guy who played... Okay, Tex, uh, Tex was great. Now, Tex was he great. He was a caricature. <laughs> Tex was great from the fact that he was like... He was just... He was in that character. He was, like, he was, he was committed to that character. He's like, all right, you know what? You're going to be called Tex. And you're going to be an American. You're going to be cold-blooded American. He walked around with a cowboy hat. He kind of had like that. Yeah, he was just like, and he was like, well, you know what? You think he did that that woman? She's not going to, you know why? Because she's a woman. She ain't going to do good because she's a woman. And he He was right. And he's like, you know what? That Jap was up to no good. Uh, It's like, it was like straight up. Like they had, they had a Texas, a guy from American whose name was Tex, who had a 10 gallon hat. mm -hmm. They had a A veteran of a four, a, a former war. So he represents an earlier generation. They had a Japanese guy who made origami cranes and origami all the time. <laughs> Which we discovered is the actor was the guy who went against Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid Part 2. And you have... And then, see, and then you have a woman who tries to be like... you have She tries to do like women's... She's, she's a clone... She tries to do like clone, women, damn it. She test tries two, to do test, like test two, baby. She tries to do like <laughs> women's lib of like, yeah, I'm a woman, I can fight, and like fails spoilers, it. but when she fights, she fails Fail. miserably. <laughs> well, absolutely miss. She doesn't even try. Right? Well, this is, I think, is a fault of the screenwriters more than anything else. It's like when she finally has the moment to test herself behind the, you know, as the pilot of the mech. She gets in there and it's like, oh my god, you know, it's like the, she, the, you know, because she gets in there by uh, basically stealing the thing. This is in the third act, yeah. so we way skipped skipped ahead here. But uh, <laughs> and trying. so the only thing that they can do is like, we can't get her out of there. She's in this machine. She can kill us all. So we may as well help her fight the Russian. And so at that point, every single move that she makes is dictated by Achilles, who's back in Mission Control, saying, "Use this, you know, weapon." Try this maneuver. Try this, you know. And so the screenwriters have left her without any kind of uh, initiative of her own, right? And then she fails. So it's like, well, she didn't do anything on her own. I'm like, that's just, you know, they were setting her character. I think that's something that you say. The screenwriters were probably misogynistic at that time, even though they were trying to give it, you know, the sheen of like, you know, Here's the of the of of the new generation of soldiers. The best one is a female, but then and when the, she actually gets yeah. her chance, it's like, well, the female can't actually do anything unless 
the guy is there telling her what to do. But you can either take that as the wisdom of the previous generation or the fact that he's male (laughs) and she's female. But yeah, that was kind of like, that's a bit, a bit sexist there. All right. So, so getting back to my original thing, so we got this. All right. So Achilles is a, uh, his arc, if I am to understand this, is to lose. Like, he's the champion. He's going to go out there and mm-hmm. kick everybody. He's the best that we've got. And then he loses in his initial fight against the Russian Feder- Confederation. Mm-hmm. And he's humiliated. Well, he doesn't lose. It's a draw. Yeah? And the point of this is to, like, crush his spirit because he uh, kills, like, 300 spectators mm-hmm. uh, in this why are there spectators at this battle in the middle yeah, of? I, 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 I don't understand that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they have bleachers. Yeah. But see, what's 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 weird is the first match, which is the opening match. Um, you see, it's it's fought in like this like graveyard of ro- broken robot parts, which looked a lot cooler than what we got yeah. for the rest of the yeah, movie. So yeah, I thought we were you had get. like snow yeah. and like you had like it was like snow and broken down trees and broken down robot yeah, parts. Like a terrain to it. Oh, that was it Siberia. Like a, yeah. Did they say it was Siberia? Yeah, I think it was Siberia. So they were like fighting in Siberia, just like in this really cool terrain, and like he ends up killing the you know the Russian ends up killing the guy. But, like, that was, like, I mean, there weren't any spectators there because, like, yeah. there was, like, fog and everything. And so you're expecting that kind of, like, yeah, every time ex- that they fight. You know. If you're going to fight for Alaska, you're going to fight, fight in Alaska. in Alaska, not in the desert. Not in Death Valley. Very yeah, weird. and especially in, like, a small enclosed-in space and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, well, the structure of the fights is weird, too, because it's, like, they can, they start off from a distance and they can use their, like, ranged weapons for, like, a while. And then at a certain point, the judges come out and say, like, they shut off the range weapons, and then they got to duke it out. Yeah, there's referees to your uh, inner global politics here. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are they like the United Nations or something? They're the guys that come out. We've, we've got, you know, I mean, they're in the black and white checkered, you know, shirts. They're the refs for the match. And it seemed like a turn-based, like, <laughs> RPG <laughs> type thing. You know, where they take turns, you know, I'll shoot my rockets, then I'll shoot, you know, you shoot yours. But what'd you get out of this first fight? I mean, aside from uh, Rocket Punch, we had Rocket Punch. Illegal Rocket Punch. Illegal Rocket Punch. They did that in fucking Pacific Rim, didn't they? Well, the in this, the rocket, the fist actually detaches mm-hmm. from the wrist and rockets across the battlefield to pummel, you know, the opponent. In Pacific Rim, I want to say there was like a... Like rocket boosters yeah, or something was, on yeah. the arm for rocket punch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing connections here. I'd rather my uh, arm detach. <laughs> That's a cool rocket punch, actually. Um, but. And, yeah. and he put himself in front of the, the fans so that the, that rocket punch didn't hit them full on, right? He I tried to... See, I don't... Is that the what they tried like, saying? Uh, that's what they're saying. That's what but they some, say. But the thing hitting him knocked his robot yeah. into the fans and, and killed like 300 people. Yeah, did so more damage. And Tom's like, no, not the kids! Oh my God, the kids! Because, you know, we see the kid with the fucking teddy bear. There's humanity. Uh, like, man, the humanity of that robot smashing that was... Like, see, I thought the way the story was going to go is like once... 
Like, I thought it was going to be one of those stories of, uh, like, the robot smashed, our hero sees all these kids getting killed and died by his hands of his robot. So, like, he encounters one of those situations where he's, like, afraid to get in the robot ever again. Well, that basically did happen. He quit right after. He's like, no, that's it. I'm done. And they're like, no, you can't. The match was a draw. You have to fight him again in one week. And he's like, nope. I'm done. That was him, basically. Yeah, but like, normally I'm movies shy. like that, like have them like they get back out in the field and they like lose the fight because freak out, you know. As in Pacific Rim, right? And that happened. Yeah, with Mako. Yeah, oh. but in this movie, so that this is, becomes his arc. Then it's like because he's been defeated, you know, at least uh, his spirit, you know. Then he has to. We have to find a way to get him back on the horse, so he will eventually defeat this Russian and win the, you know, become a hero by the end of the movie. Well, the only reason, and see, the only reason he's going to do it is, so he, he, he retires, but then the woman says, oh, well, I'm Athena, gonna, Tom, Athena. for God's sakes, yeah, okay. she has a name. She's not just the woman. Yeah, I, I, I would have known her as the woman. So Athena is going to fight. They're going to have Athena fight in his place. So then that's when he says, oh, wait, I'm going to Did you fight. determine, you have to tell the, the listeners how Athena becomes the test tubi, 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 tuber? Yeah. That, she, that becomes the champion tuber to be she, pilot. She won like the Hunger Games of climbing a monkey bar. <laughs> Oh, there's just weren't any monkey bars. Damn it! <laughs> you know, there was dub like, bars, fire bars, and fire and detachable and bars. Of, uh, what do you call it? the flickering light? The, uh, the uh, strobe, strobe lights. lights. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the, <laughs> the seizure, the seizure <laughs> inducing <laughs> strobe light that they had there for a while. That was a decent sequence. Low budget, true, but still something <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't yeah. robot fighting. Where you're kind of like. Man, that, that whole middle, oh, that whole yeah. middle of it. I mean, like the the, the the whole the movie is like there's a cool robot fight, then we got a like a pause. Exactly. But it's not too bad of a pause, and there's another robot fight, and then there's like an hour of like no robot fight. Yeah, but there's all like this character yeah, drama. Yeah, there's character development. Like, are like the, bad actors is Athena and, sh- and uh, Achilles going to like uh, become an item? Because they seem to be on again. Because she was checking out his uh, his utensils. In one of the weirdest out. scenes like ever. Because <laughs> the only reason I say it's weird is because clearly he did that scene without clothes on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you had to do that scene without clothes on, but you chose to do it. Exactly. It just makes it kind of weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I admit, this is a PG. It's a kid. Yeah. It's a movie but, for kids that adults yeah, you, can enjoy. Yeah, you see, <laughs> see dudes' booties and you see and good, to be fair, you see her. Booty. Yeah, you see her. See her butt. Uh, shapely. It is a tush. Took us. Yeah, in the thing that she's shower. Got going for. Yeah, she's not a very attractive. <laughs> yeah, woman, she's not. Yeah. She's not a, a looker. That's for sure. She used to be. She was better looking with hair. She was on a TV show called In the Heat of the Night, based on the Academy Award-winning film, and I remember her from that. Although I can't remember her name right now. I think I've seen her in something else, but I can't remember. Yeah. But Athena, her character arc then is that because she was bred to be a warrior, 
she can't, and she hasn't been tested yet, although she's a good fighter in the sparring room, which, you know, it's kind of like what they have in the Pacific Rim spa, sparring mm-hmm. room, except much smaller, Yeah, you know, more affordable. Mm-hmm. It's like a wrestling sparring room or something. Like and they're all in spandex. Well, you got to have the unitard. It's the future, <laughs> for God's sakes. We all are going to be wearing the unitards. Because, I mean, just think of the amount of, like, you don't have to think about what you're going to put on that day. Yeah. You, you just, just go to the closet, get the new unitard. Yep. They're not wearing underneath underwear underneath those unitards. They're just See, wearing. I think that's that guy. Again, I think it's that guy. Like, I, was, I always thought, like, man, is that because like he's smuggling grapes? I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is he just not putting on any underwear? Because like, because yeah. like she pulls out that that like the sleeping pistol and like it she's looks wearing like a bra. She, yeah, she's yeah. wearing something on underneath. So. Yeah. He's just going command. I think it's, I think it's Gary man, Graham. I, I think it's more than it like, is. You know yeah, he's like, screw that. I'm going full balls to this movie. Yep, that's commitment. So she can't understand what she's got to try and, and study the human, uh, human, whatever the the natural birther to find out what it is that makes him special that he can he win. Says, it's luck. Well, it's, he got that from Tex. Because she couldn't figure out anything special about him. Well, see, so the the core, the key is it's the the one line which defines like the whole movie. It's it's because he's like it it takes courage, and she's like I have courage. Well, he's like it's not courage; it's actually fear. You know, it's like I have fear when I go out there, and she's like I'm not afraid. So it's like, well, you got to be afraid in order to get out there. So when like she goes out there, when she's in the thing, the reason she doesn't act, they don't actually do a good job of showing this, but she is overcome by fear. That's why she doesn't act, and that's why she loses. Oh, yeah? I, I figured this out, actually, when I was watching it. Because I, I caught the line of him going, like, I caught the line of him he saying, it's actually, really like, not courage, but it's fear. When she's out there and not acting, even while I was back, sitting back here going, like, ah, she's not doing anything. It's like, I'm like, ah, she's overcome by fear. He's guiding her through it. It's, it's fear. Hmm. Well, that suddenly the movie gets better, in my opinion, than if that's actually... Well, I'm not sure, because I don't know if that was communicated. It must have been. You picked up on it. Did you get that, Nick? I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. It just seemed like she was... Because I read it like she was headstrong, yeah. arrogant, wanting to just get into this. I thought she was a criminal, because, like, you know, there's this older woman who's uh, who's put together the whole gene yeah, the mother, program. Yeah. The mother type. And she's like, no, by stealing this thing, you're undermining all of my life's work, which is true, because yeah. she went and, like, and created this program of these super warriors, and then uh, at the first chance to prove themselves, this one goes rogue, steals a machine with which it can destroy, like, you know. <laughs> well, the reason her whole, her, her whole thing is proven wrong is because of the line of these are soldiers bred to... Uh, for obedience, they're bred to follow orders, and she's immediately disobeying an order mm-hmm. by stealing this. So that means that the whole tube philosophy of these super soldiers who are going to follow your every order is proved false by this one person who's going rogue. Right. Mm. Well, you can also see when they were doing their sparring session, the one guy, you know, once it was over. He he attacked the guy from behind, and, and right, you know, yeah. that's along the same lines of what, you know. Fucking cheaters. Yeah. That's what they are, a bunch of test tube cheaters. Test tube cheaters. 
<laughs> Must have Texas blood in him. Well, okay, oh. so Tex. What do we got here? Tex is a guy who, you know, being this former racist. soldier and racist. Well, of course, because he's like the, the defender of the old guard, right? There's no country mm-hmm. for old men. His, his time has moved on. I mean, he's trying to pass it, what he's learned on to Achilles. <clears throat> but he's like the mentor of the whole. Pro- he's the leader of the whole program. No, the commissioner is Man. commissioner oh. played by the guy who was Doctor Hill. Doctor Hill? No, Dean oh. Halsey in Reanimator. Oh, wearing that stupid uh, goes crazy. Re-animator. The purple shirt with yes. the little weird jewel. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So Tex is uh, well. The, the reason that Achilles loses in this first fight is because. There's the idea that someone is either a saboteur or, uh, what are we saying, a spy. Someone's Which giving... Te- Tex brings that line up. Tex is the first one to be like, well, there must be a saboteur in our mix here. <laughs> and, like, second time around in the second fight, what? Because the first fight, the first fight in the opening sequence, well, there must be a saboteur in the second fight. Well, looks like we got saboteur in our mix. Can't be saboteur, right? We're saying that. I know what you mean, but it's like it's they're giving classified secrets to the enemy. Whoever it is, they're not actually sabotaging anything. Oh no! It looks like we got a spy in our mix. Yeah, he kept using the word "spy" in our mix, and he's the only one that says it. Well, yeah, but there are three suspects, probably the Jap. Hey, this is sometimes when it's character and sometimes when it's top. No, the, <laughs> so there's the the Japanese uh, scientist. Right. Not that the movie's playing any stereotypes here, but nope. he's the guy who creates the tech. Right? Yeah, he yeah, the, the new weapons and, and the stuff secret like that. moves and stuff like that, and yeah. puts the awesome sun stickers on their little it's controllers. The, it's, it's origami man. <laughs> or it's, it's an origami. Was it an origami? It was an origami son. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a sticker. Yeah, because it was. It, was it, it bothered me out that the American thing had like origami like all over it. Well, fuck it. One point, like uh, so that's what I was thinking when when uh, Achilles gets injured on his head. He's got the bandage. It's got a perfect red blood dot. Is the bandage becomes like the Japanese flag, right? No. <laughs> Isn't that the land of the rising sun? Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, text. There's, there's text. There's doctor. Uh, uh, the well, doctor. The Japanese doctor. And then there is the commissioner. Yeah. yeah. So clearly, our spy must be one of those people. Right. And uh, through process of elimination, I guess. Yeah. I guess because it was brought up. How did text? How did you beat that? Robot in your final battle. Good luck. Again, he says luck, and I'm like, okay, it wasn't luck. There's something that's going to show up later in this movie. And sure enough, the doctor figures it out. Colin called that out like well, right, right it, away. It's actually it kind of interesting. Like, the mo- I was thinking about it because I'm like, wait. So I'm like, what do we dealt with? Like, everything that's been set up in the first, you know, five minutes of this movie, as eventually we're kind of like paying off these story threads. Except I'm like thinking to myself, like, Except this thing that they threw out that, like, you know, oh, it was luck, and he looks all guilty when he says it. And I'm like, well, that's a story point. We have to come back to it at some point. And when we come back to it, we're going to find out how exactly he was able to destroy this enemy uh, tank. 
And I'm like, well, that means that he's the he's the spy, right? And so the moment I had that like idea, like the very next scene, <laughs> so I'm like, huh, that must be just the rhythm of this movie. That was when it was like, okay, we've covered this, 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 this. This is the one we have left. I'm like we haven't dealt with that yet. Oh, here we go. We're dealing with it right now. <laughs> so the doctor confronts Tex about this knowledge. That he's figured out, you know, it's like, I've analyzed the footage and I figured out that you hit this specific place that you couldn't have known about. Because the Confederation, I keep saying that, it's like Confederation, right? But they say like Confed. Yeah, that's weird. Con! <laughs> the Confederation is uh, wanting to plant a spy in the highest upper echelons of uh, of the, uh, the the management whatever, top brass, the Admiralty, Admiralty, Admiralty. And so they've, you know, they apparently allowed Tex to defeat one of their robots so that he would be their agent. So he kills the doctor. But he was like, well, I can't be me because I won Tungsten or something like that. Because he won land. Oh, right, right, right. That's a trade-off for his soul. Right. Yeah. For his soul. Yeah. But the the so when the Japanese guy I I, I always like this when the Japanese guy like confronted him. The Japanese guy goes But the real Tex must have been in there somewhere. What about the, the little kid Tex? What about the little kid Tex? What about him? He's still there, ain't he? He's not a traitor. He's not corrupted. And Tex is like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then he takes the gun and he points it to his own head. And you think, oh, man, Tex is going to kill himself. And then Tex goes, nah. And he just <laughs> He's like, just playing. Bam. And yeah. there goes the Japanese guy. But yeah. the, the, the favorite quote was when they're back in the, to like, the next scene, like, because then they're like, uh, you know, it, the the next scene, they're in the control room with the dealing with the renegade uh, mech getting away. And then Tex is like, that damn Jap was the spy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it all along. <laughs> I think Tom just wants to say Jack. I think so. There's like there's an undercurrent here. It's like really. I will have to say uh, that that Tom's southern accent though is way better than Nick Cage's last uh, week. Oh, zing, oh, zing! Man. Wait, wait, wait. The mailbag is still ahead. So hold it off, hold off. Uh, all right. So yeah. So we got him out of the way, and that sets up the you know eventual. Well, right. I mean, I think, unless we want to talk about the the Russian. Tell me about the Russian. So, I mean, the Russian is, um, he's, well, because I guess we, we got to talk about the Russian because there's the. Alexander. The, Alexander. So, Alexander is, he's got to be like the last, because you never really see, hear about any of the other Russian mm-hmm. pilots. I know. You just hear about him. Yeah. And he is bloodthirsty. Yeah. Like he, because every time he wins a match. The refs say, you won, it's over, stand down. And his next thing is, he takes his foot and smashes. <laughs> I must break you. And like, and like, 
and, uh, and so he's the one who, you know, he so he wants to he wants to kill our, our hero Achilles, and then when he finds out that it's the girl and he de- defeats the girl, the refs come out and go, "You won, stand down," and he's just sitting there with his foot up, and then they're like, "Stand down, stand down." If you don't stand down, you will be disqualified. And then, all right, you're disqualified. You know. Yeah, they cede the territory, Alaska, to the market. They cede the territory, and then he takes his foot and he smashes the refs. Yeah. And so he's like, nah, I don't care. You know, he doesn't kill her. The our hero Achilles comes in, saves, saves them, and then uh, I guess. We should probably, because, like, his arc ends with the, the finale of the movie. Right. So before we get there. We got to talk about the final battle. Well, we got to talk about the final battle. But I also want to point out that, like, what I also thought was interesting about, and eventually we're going to have to get the, the, the technology of this movie just, like, you know, in, like, its day-to-day stuff <laughs> in the world, right? Well, but, and then we got to talk first, about the other aspects of, we got to talk about its relationship to uh Pacific Rim and Real Steel. Okay. Real Steel. All right. So first of all, the uh, well, the, why don't we just cover the whole the final battle? Then we'll double back. I just want to talk about the fucking the lounge at some point and the fact that like all these guys, like the guys from the Confederation and the guys from the market, like hang out in the same bar. <laughs> right. Everybody just drinks at <laughs> the same bar. It's like this is a war between what countries, nations, corporations, whatever the hell they are. And it's like, well, you know, we can still just kind of go into the officer's lounge and uh, poke pot shots and try to get the other guy into a fist fight. Mm-hmm. This is where we go to drink when we're, you know, like afterwards. And, you know, my beer is now cuddled. Yes, and my, my vodka tastes like blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird fucking societal yeah. dealio. It is. Society itself has crumbled. This is a supposedly after an apocalypse, I'm guessing, because the air quality is terrible. Uh, Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator also shows up as like a you know walk-on bit as one of the many spectators of the game. Could people put... Uh, I didn't even see that. He was one of the two guys who were betting on the... Oh, uh, okay. On the games, but... Or the games. Again, see, it seems like see? a game, but it's the war, right? Yeah. And uh, air quality is deteriorated, so everybody's wearing, like, the, the masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, breathing masks. This is years before SARS, but, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know <laughs> they can see the future with yeah. this movie. But uh, what else? I think that's all we really know about society, right? We don't know wow. what uh, the economy is like, what people do for anything. We see after uh, Achilles loses, you know, and quits, he goes to live with his uh, brother, who's married and has a what was, couple uh, kids in a future house. Okay, so the thing he's got that, future cars, a hover car. Looks like somebody made it in, his, in the garage. <laughs> the thing that was weird to me that I noticed a couple times in the movie, I kept seeing those signs for the pre-natal. Yeah, yeah. And it has a woman, and then she's holding a baby. Yeah. I really saw that like sign like like three or four times in that yeah. movie, and it was like prominent. What are you associating with this? I don't know. Like, it, I, isn't that, you know, just 
promotion for that they were making these test tubes tubers. I'm right. guessing there has to be. It's just weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the future. They're saying something mm-hmm. to the effect that, like, you know, we know that the the Russians are going to be, well, no, the Russians, you know, the, okay. the convicts so are going to be doing this kind of genetic. So uh, they're, uh, we have promoting to, we can't uh, lag behind. Yeah. Is what they're really yeah. Promoting. yeah. Okay. All right. The they're they're okay, new that super sense. soldiers that they're they're okay, making. Okay, that makes sense. But it's I just weird. So you're going to have a test tube baby. Yeah, because they ask the, the two lead soldiers for genetic material. Why don't we get... <laughs> Why don't we make a deposit the old-fashioned way? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, that, that weirded me out because I saw that. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's probably it, though. Yeah, I think probably. Nick's got it. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. And the only thing, you know, when I was seeing a few scenes of, uh, you know, the society, you know, outside the the robot jacks themselves, it almost had a uh, very Hunger Games look and feel to it. Like everybody, you know, is like, I don't know. Well, they had that one scene where it's like, well, tonight we're going to celebrate and... We're going to actually have real meat. And she opens a pot and it's like just one hot dog. And beans, damn it. It was beanie weenies. Yeah, that's what you have. Real meat. Because it's, yeah. Well, it has a look uh, not uncommon amongst science fiction films going back to like whenever they would do the future, right? I think about like the Planet of the Apes series as they get on. They, you know, they'd eventually, they'd find, like, this uh, semi-futuristic-looking building or whatever was futuristic architecture mm-hmm. from, you know, the point of view of 1975. And then they shoot, you know, all the scenes, like, right out in front of that building, which is what they did here, I mm-hmm. want to say. It was like, we found this building, we shot out in front of it, and it looks, you know, but they all look kind of similar. The buildings are always, they're, like, tallish buildings where the uh, the... The, f- the main floor is sunken in, if this makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go yeah. under the rest of the building to get to, like, the lobby, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like there's glass all the way down. It's like the building comes down from the sky and then stops at a certain point above the ground and juts in. And that's so it's like the whole building is resting on a pedestal, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's your future building. Future. Yeah. In the year 2000. And they drive uh, hover cars. Hover cars. God damn it. Which can be piloted by remote control. Yeah. yeah into well, your own well, house if you need. Yeah. On their, on their futuristic <laughs> smart phone things. Yeah. The, cord, the cordless phone of the future. <laughs> yeah, the cordless phone of the future. Well, the cordless phone of the year, because we were like, oh, look at the amazing future technology, the cordless phone. And then he turns on the TV and the guy, you can see the guy on the, I'm like, oh, it's a video. <laughs> I get it. The future video phone. Yeah. So, so at least they had that. Well, he did have a corded phone, though. Yeah, but it had a fucking video phone with it. So, I mean, like, what are you going to do? I mean, I appreciated what they were trying to do with the interior of the cockpit. You know, the having the TV screens all over the place, because I don't even think Star Trek had gotten that advanced, right? I mean, aside from, pardon me, aside from the gigantic, you know, view screen that Star Trek had, but this idea that, you know, you have all these multiple view screens all over the place, it was just uh, the stylistic difference that I've noticed, you know, in, in more modern stuff is 
that stuff always tends to be gray or black. You know, the metal that it's mm-hmm. set into, the racks, units, and all this stuff, where this was like white, like unpainted, unfinished white. And so it just kind of looks like probably closer to like what you'd actually see in like NASA and like a space mm-hmm. shuttle kind of. Uh, like the robots, like they weren't like clean. They were kind of like dirty and grimy and kind of, you know, like had that like. As opposed to Star Crash, which we watched uh, a couple weeks ago, where they just didn't paint the fucking model at all. <laughs> at least in this, they they tried. Man, I, oh man, <clears throat> yeah, just oh man, Star Crash. You need to see that movie. That, Thank that you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, we, we saw it earlier. Yeah, I, I've seen it before with these guys. It is a sheer sheer joy. Um. Can't recommend that movie enough. That movie is a man. Yeah. You need to see it. And check out that episode. Only a couple weeks old at this point. Yeah. It's, it's, that movie is really priceless. Well, what'd you guys think of, aside from the, okay, so you're, you're saying, I mean, I guess what I'm getting from, well, at least from Nick, you didn't like the slowness of the, of the robots. What'd you think of the animation? Because this is, they use stop motion animation. Yeah. It was a weird mix between, you know, of the animation. Stop motion. It was like stop motion, and then they went to, you could model, see yeah. it was a model, and, and and I don't like to throw it around too much, but it definitely had the 80s stank to it for for animation. Oh, man. <laughs> see, like, okay, so I'm the king using the phrase 80s stank. This is true. Right. <laughs> movie did not have the 80s stank for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, did not. Whoa. Uh, didn't feel like it was made in the 80s. No. Or it was, it was basted with 80s stank. No? No. Nick says it was. I yeah. say it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Get your robot jock. <laughs> robot. With an X. Just J-O-X. Jocks. Yeah. I, you know, that... That end, so the, the the end fight sequence of this movie is probably like an hour or forty five minutes long. No, what? No. Be That's what long. it felt like. Okay, it felt like it's an hour or forty five minutes long. <laughs> I was like, when is uh, this gonna end? Man, seriously. Ah, uh, but it is epic on a just a a, a scale. There's some dumb stuff. Like, the reason why Achilles went into space. Yeah. That, that, that was like, that was totally on that, me. That was right? lost on me. That, 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 that was lost on me, actually. Well, I, I don't know why probably, he went into space. Like, probably like, we got this awesome, you know, computer generation of space, and let's just throw them in space. That's not for even computer minutes. generated. That's like a photograph. This is back in the days of fucking matte paintings and. <laughs> And composite work. Yeah. Because it made no sense. What are you talking about? You got a giant robot and it's got rockets on it. At some point, it's got to go to space. Let's see. What the, what? I think even in Pacific Rim, which we keep on, t- at least I do, keep on tying this back to, there's a fucking time when the fucking robot says, we're going to go into space so we can like make the monster like suffocate or something like no, that. They right? go underwater, man. No, no, no. He goes up because he's fucking the big, uh, doesn't get the sword at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're you right. drive a but giant see, robot with a rocket though, on it. Like, At some point, you're just, going into the atmosphere. Yeah, like, for me, trying to freeze them out and choke when, them like, out, right? I saw he's like, hey, I'm going to go into space. I'm like, all right, I get what he's doing. What he's doing is he's leading the guy away from 
the spectators. Right. And he's leading them away from this area. Right. So he goes into space. Yes. They have a fight in space, which is messed up because... It's a laser fight. The Russian shoots... Oh, it's a, a rocket fight. So right. The, the, rocket. the Russian shoots a rocket at the American. But when you actually want to go back to it, the rocket's being fired from the American mech. It's messed up. Oh, you were paying closer attention than I was. Yeah, no, I guess so. Because the rocket's fired from a white mech <laughs> rather than a black mech. Yeah, I was catching the sun. So I'm like, what the hell's <laughs> going on? And then so, like, they're flying, like, literally, like, around the planet. And somehow... Like, so, like, the, the, he gets hit in the foot, and somehow he crashes in the exact same spot that he left. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of weak. That I do agree with you on that one. They landed in the <laughs> battlefield that they left. Yeah, so yeah, that made okay. the whole sequence just pointless. Yeah. And it could have cut out that 10, 15 minutes. I agree right with you there. That. That, that space fight was completely useless. What are you talking Well, okay. Probably, but at the time... Well, okay, never mind. I can't make this argument. You can't make that argument. <laughs> I can't. I was going to do the whole, like, you hadn't seen anything. I, you got a fucking rocket, or sorry, a robot, giant robot. At some point, it's got to go to space. So we did it. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, it doesn't contribute anything to the narrative. But, I mean, also, at this point, this is when we start to see our robots actually transform and there's pieces folding around in them and stuff. And, I mean, this had to be, you know, in the time that it was made, you know, because there was no official Transformers movie, aside from the Transformers movie, the animated uh, movie that, you know, used, that was based on the TV show. You got the look! That one. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, but, I mean, like, this had to be the only time you could actually see robot you know, like gigantic scale robots in a movie transforming. Yeah, they they did transform. Yeah, kind of, sort of, sort of. And one yeah. of them turned into a, yeah, like a tank like a kind tank, of thing. Yeah, yeah. He transformed into a tank. Yeah. Which... Well, you're jaded, dude. You've seen Transformers movies at this point. But imagine, what a twelve year old Tom watching robot jocks for the first time. <laughs> Well, dude, I'm 38-year-old Tom, and I watched Jock Robot Jocks for the first time. You, yeah, but I, you've seen the other ones before. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you've seen what, Transformers, dude, yeah, the I'm more like, sophisticated version of this, Pacific Rim. If you were 12 in 1980s or 1990 when this came out, I don't know. Well, I, I, like, I, well, I like this movie. I totally dug this movie. What? I liked that it. That was a surprising admission, like, out of right. nowhere. Because it's just talking about the fucking robots. I'm yeah. talking about the robots, man. <laughs> I liked the robot fights. I thought the robot fights were sweet. I thought the going into space was kind of dumb. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was kind of like, okay, so the going into space was, was, the going into space was cool. The fighting space was cool. It's what they did with that, like how they landed back right, in the same yeah. spot was kind of dumb. Cause like, I'm like, yeah. Oh man, he's leading them away from the battle. I get, yeah. I get what they're, they're doing. They're going to land on the moon and they're going to right out there. The That's what I was hoping yeah. for. They're going to yeah, land changing on the, the battlefield. Yeah. We're going to go to the moon. Land, they're going to go to Alaska or something cool like that. Then, yeah. then when they're, they're moving it. really slow, they'll have a reason to be really slow. Huh? Cause they were on the moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be bouncing around. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, but uh, Achilles and uh, Alexander has to ha- have to have their showdown. So, like, even though the woman has failed completely <laughs> at her mission, Achilles like runs up. I think he uses his hover car to get there. Yeah, because she yeah. dopes him up. That's how she gets it. She she dopes him up. Yep. Because once she is like, she's gonna be the captain of this thing. He's like, no, 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 I can't let her do it because she's going to fail. So I'm going to take the bullet. I'm the hero. I'm going to fucking go, like, re-sign up. I don't even know I'm in retirement. I'm going to re-sign up. So he is going to do it. She seduces him and then fucking shoots him with a uh, tranquilizer dart, which that man, like, fights through. Fights yeah, through. Man. He's, like, doing kung fu and shit after think, that. Oh, man, then you think they're going to get it on. Yeah. yeah, but no, he's just, then she kung fu's him some more. <laughs> and then she ste- you know, dresses up like him and steals his goddamn robot. And so then he actually goes out to help her because he doesn't want her to get killed. And after she's pummeled down by Alexander and he's like, what? Alexander's like, it's the woman. I don't want to beat the woman. Achilles comes running up and like, Alexander, what is he? That's what he says. Yeah, line. I'm going to get in that thing uh, and I'm going to kick your, your ass. ass. Like really over the top. But did you believe him? He was. He meant it. I don't know. Okay, fine. So <laughs> I believe the what? <laughs> that was one of the greatest ones. Texas Trader. What? Oh, <laughs> man, you have to see it, or you had to be in the moment. It's a brilliant, brilliant acting by Gary Graham. I don't know why the man didn't like do bigger and better things other than every- Vulcan ambassador on Because everybody saw Robot Jacks. <laughs> oh, wait, nobody actually seen Robot Jacks. That's a problem. Somebody saw him. They put him on alienation for like 15 years. <laughs> That's not true. So these two guys duke it out in space on Earth, damage their fucking robots all to hell until there's just the two of them on the ground. Now that the robots have been exploded and one guy is horribly burned and they're like fighting with sticks. Yeah. Poles, Stick, metal poles. poles. A metal stick. Which they're actually fighting, which is awesome. Again, a brilliance on the director. They're fighting lumberly and slowly, much like well, they're the very tired. And they're wearing a whole lot of gear, which they're... includes a bunch of AV cables plugged into their <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting very lumberly and slowly, much like the robots. So that fight kind of gets dragged out, and it's pretty epic. I actually dug that. Um... Uh, and then it ends in such an awesome way that redeems our Russian. Which was surprising. Uh, yeah. The idea is that the Russians got a rock and Gary Graham has a fucking uh, pole. pole. And he's like, I can beat your ass right now. But what's the fucking point? The game's over. You know, it's like the victory's been decided. We don't have to kill each other. We can live. And he throws his fucking pole away. And the Russian's like, ah, ah, ah. And Gary Graham's like, bring it, bring it, we can live. <laughs> and the Russian smiles and throws his rock down and they do a fist bump. Yeah, because they're... No, they do the... they're robot... Oh, the crash and burn. Crash and burn! <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. what you take out of the way, out of this, this is everybody, the salute is a, is a crash and burn. Thumbs up. It's a fist bump. So it's like a fist bump with the thumbs up. And then they fist bump crash and, and burn, crash and burn. Crash and burn. So take that, take that with your, uh, take that to your friends. Start generating that on <laughs> social media. Walk up to your friends instead of just fist bumping people. Fist bump with the thumb up and go crash and burn. 
I know we talked about it, but I can't remember if we talked about it on air for posterity so that, you know, our children can look back and, and hear this podcast. That there was a movie called Crash and Burn that yeah. followed this movie from director Charles Band, who was the producer on this movie. And it was called, in some territories, Robot Jocks 2 Crash and Burn. But it actually has nothing to do with Robot Jocks. <laughs> there it is. No. Yeah. So I mean, this movie can't be discussed because it's like it's it's too. It can't be discussed. Well, I mean, it's two two robots fighting. So it, it draws parallels with Pacific Rim and draws parallels with Real Steel. And a game called Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I mean, come on, this is what we've all wanted forever: giant robots fighting each other. I mean, it does come back to what? Well, does it come back to the? What came first, Rock'em Sock'em Robots or the Transformers? Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I think Nick has got it here. That's like from the 60s. The 60s, yeah. Yeah. We've always wanted to see robots fighting. Well. Especially giant robots with people inside them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, real still, you don't get people in the robots, but. Yeah, real still is just a real real still. It's like it's a boxing that's real rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. Or People battle, are going to remember that movie in a while? I guess we're bringing it up, so I mean, right, right there. Wait, Somebody's going to go, what's this I, real I, steel I, movie I, you're I, talking about? Steel will probably be forgotten. That, that it probably should be forgotten, actually. Ooh, see, I kind of like real steel. You know what movie I've been wanting to see? I've been wanting to see Steel. With Shaq O'Neal? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, is it a superhero movie? Yeah, he's like the he's like a robot that fights crime. Yeah, yeah, called Steel. Oh, I thought maybe he was uh, okay. Not a giant robot with Shaq O'Neal inside him. No, imagine that movie. He's kind of like Robocop, <laughs> but Shaq. Oh, yeah. except he's called Steel. Mm. Called Steel. Mm. I don't know about that. Yeah. All right. Well, we have anything left to cover on? I mean, aside from the special effects by David Allen. We did, I think, stuff on uh, Ghostbusters 2 and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and then did a whole lot of fucking uh, full moon movies. A lot of, you know, Stuart Gordon movies and stuff like that. Dolls, uh, Puppet Master, Mm -hmm. that's all his work. Laser Blast, anybody seen that? Crater Lake Monster from the way back days. Hmm. Yeah, he kind of worked himself up to a point and then worked himself down. I mean, in stop motion animation, there's like, as far as like names that you recognize, if you're a connoisseur of this kind of thing, there's Ray Harryhausen. Mm -hmm. And then probably, I mean, several rungs below this, but then there's like, you know, David Allen, right? Who did the fucking Terminator? I know there's a Phil Tippett. I mean, there's like the Rancor monster and stuff like that in Star in Star Wars, and there's uh, um, the Dragon and Dragon Slayer. But they're like this go motion thing where it's like a motion controlled, computer assisted stop motion animation. But this is like old school. Like, hey, we don't have a budget for that kind of stuff, and it's just a guy with. I mean, the robots are suspended by. Wires, which now that you know we've got this movie on high definition, you can clearly see that, like, you know, they're doing the stop motion shit, but the robot's being held up <clears throat> by suspension cables so it doesn't tip over. Probably couldn't see that originally. Maybe you could, I don't know. I, I do have a little bit of trivia uh, that the, and I've seen the scene tonight, 
that they took it from. Uh, Trent Reznor, the lead on uh, Nine Inch Nails, was a big fan of this movie. And he sampled when he fell into the, the crowd of people and they're screaming. He used that for the bed of a song called The the Becoming. Yeah? Yeah. And so basically it's him doing his techno beat stuff to the... And uh, the the screaming of the people and all that are, is on the bed of that song. So. Huh. And Tom is like the world's biggest Nine Inch Nails fan, so he should at least know what song this is and where it is. I'm not going to play it, are you? No. Don't play it. And then we'll get sued for copyright. We can't do that. Nah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you smell that? Do you smell something? Oh, shit. Is that... Uh, Oh, is that yeah. Igor? It is. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ, Igor. Damn. It's you again. Masters. Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. All right, and there's mailbag from Igor. Thanks a lot, Igor. Now you may leave. Uh, So, on. <clears throat> let's see. Let's check and see what we got. Uh, You can also get a hold of us. On Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show by email at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com or on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. First of all, tonight we've got Jacob Kotner. He writes on, he writes in Facebook, I listen to you guys all day. Really? Wow. Really? Jacob. You must be catching up. I think I've heard almost every episode now. Wow. We're like, we're popular somewhere. I think I've heard, uh, sorry, keep up the good work. And if you need a request, I would love to hear your thoughts on the 1996, The Island of Dr. Moreau. See, that's not a bad suggestion. That, that's a Saturday Night Freak Show movie. That is a Saturday Night yeah. Freak Show movie. When you think of Saturday Night Freak Show, that's one of the movies you would watch. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we almost had. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Also, sorry, sorry, sorry. Got to find another one. And, oh, good Lord. Get your uh, shit together, Igor. Uh, uh, oh, oh, God. I got to go to Twitter. Here we go. I should have this printed out. G-Money on Twitter. Oh, there it was, and then I lost it. Uh-oh. G-Money says, uh, of the Fly 2 episode, he loved the pick. It's one of his favorites. They just made a comic, Fly Outbreak, which is a direct sequel in which Marty is studying... Bartok. Interesting. Mm. And his name is Marty, which we said was ironic because Eric Stoltz <laughs> yeah, played he, Marty originally in Back to the Future. Get him cut out. Fired. Yep. All right. And then uh, there's somebody else wanted to say something because, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week you watched uh, Con Air. We did, actually. We did watch and, Con Air, unfortunately. Uh, that movie is a really good movie. It's an amazing movie. I agree wholeheartedly with Jenny. That movie Ugh. is phenomenal. It is great. It, I mean, it's like it's up there with The Rock and Face Off in that echelon of movies. Um, Nick Cage is one of my guilty pleasure pleasure actors. He's just like that bad in a good way. Like I'll go out of my way to see bad Nick Cage movies because I just I just like seeing his just insanity in motion. I love it. I could be nailing nails in my head too. I love it, man. <laughs> and that movie's just like action. I mean, I, I, I and and you know to say like I've I recently watched that movie too. 
went out of my way to watch Jesus that movie Christ. on my own free time. Jesus Christ. So it's not like a, oh, man, I remember it back from like 10 years ago. No, Yeah, then recent. we could excuse what you're saying now. <laughs> it's recent. You realize that you're talking to the two guys. Never mind. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I watched it recently, too. Yeah, I watched it last week. <laughs> and it's awesome. Aw. Oh. All right, so final wrap-ups on the movie we watched tonight, Robot Jocks. Well, I guess that comes down to me, because uh, unfortunately Travis was not able to join us. Uh, he was called away? Are we saying called away? He couldn't be here. So, yeah, I'm sure he, I mean, it was his pick, so he probably loved it, obviously. I'm going to assume, right? So that means yeah. Nick is going to wrap this up, uh, the final wrap-up. I'm going to go first, then Tom, then Nick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Travis was enjoying himself as he watched it. <clears throat> uh, he bought it, and he said he saw it when he was a kid, and that he uh, hadn't watched it in a number of years, and was looking forward to seeing it again uh, this evening. And it seemed like he was having a good time while watching it. So it seemed like it. Uh, so this is the first time that I've seen this since 1990. I remember seeing it on VHS. Uh, I remember, I'm saying I remember seeing it, but I don't remember the movie at all. Whole thing just went away. I knew there was giant robots and I remember it being kind of, uh, I guess, you know, whatever the younger me wanted more robot fighting. Uh, the older me watching it now, it's like, this is a movie that I would define as like, whose wrap up is this? Uh, so I would say that this is a movie that has ambition that outstrips its uh, budget. I think there are two giant robot fights because probably they couldn't do anything more. You know, actually, no. I think that was a, I think that was probably deliberate. You know, they were going to have a fight in the beginning, and we're going to have a big fight at the end. And I think, though, for the for the time, and maybe even now, I mean, if you're a connoisseur of the giant robot movie, I mean, you've got, like, what, three or four that you can look at? Three? Two? There's maybe this in Pacific Rim. What else do we have? Giant robots. Transformers. God damn it, Nick. Okay, fine. Oh, come on, man. No, come on. No, what? no. Those no. are giant no, you're, robots? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, <laughs> you're right. You got, me. you got me. Yeah, but see. Giant piloted robots, uh, Nick. Yeah, see, we're, we're, going, we're going for the, actually. The what, mech. What, the mech warrior. Is, the, those, the we're Power Rangers going for count? mechs. Damn it. We're going for the mechs. <laughs> Nick's just shooting them down. The mechs. Man. Shooting them down. Okay, all right. So the mech movie, there's like there's three things in popular culture that until somebody on Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show or Twitter uh, tells us we're wrong. We're going with Pacific Rim, Robot Jocks, Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Oh. In popular culture, you also include Mech Warrior, Steel Battalion, the video games. Uh, well, technically Voltron as well. <laughs> All right. So I thought it was... Uh, you know, like now, you know, you see Pacific Rim, they work in like five fights. This one says like, hey, we're going to do two fights. We're going to give you one early on because you paid your money to come in and this is what we're going to do. So within 20 minutes is a fight. And then we're going to work our way up to like the next fight. And for the time and the money that the movie had, to spend, I think they both deliver. Right. I think they both do it. It's models, punching models and shit happening and, you know. It's like they know what they're trying to, to, to accomplish and get across here. It's like, you know, we got to deliver on the promise of giant uh, robot fights. So it gives that to you. I just think, yeah, maybe the connective tissue, the uh, the plot that leads 
between one, the first fight and the second could be stronger or more interesting in some ways, but it's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't call this bad at all. I mean, it's just kind of like, it's not quite like awesome. It's like, you know, uh, it kind of rides the edge into like, you're kind of losing me because you're slow, you know, and, uh, and being adequate. So I would still think I recommend the movie just because, you know, I don't think there's anything. I mean, if you're looking for, I think like, you know, I even know right now it has like a cult following, uh, because it's like, you know, you go back and look at it. It's like, look, here's a movie that had fucking giant robots, in it, like punching the shit out of each other. And so I think for that reason, you know, if you're the type of person who's interested in that, then you probably should go and check out robot jocks. Just don't expect, you know, uh, you know, the, the pace of transformers or Pacific Rim. This is an older movie, you know, it's the forerunner. There you go. Uh, you know, like uh, Robot Jocks. This is my first time seeing Robot Jocks. I, I missed it as a kid. As a kid, I, I like I heard about it. Well, actually, like more as a teenager, I heard about it. But I don't know. It always looked cheap and looked crappy, so I kind of always avoided it. Like I was like, eh, this looks like it's gonna be terrible." So I watched it, and I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, the Ma- the Max in here are our Max. They are the slum, slow lumbering mechs that that I like. I mean, they're like the mech warrior type mechs, and I dig that. I dig that a lot, and um, I liked the slow pace of the fights. I liked how the mechs moved and, and, and fought each other. The mech fights, both two of them, were really, really well done, and um, I really dug it. The thing is that I didn't like about the movie was I think that I thought the acting was God, it's just terrible, uh, and the character development wasn't really that well done. Um, of course, although I say like the character development really wasn't well done, but like I pulled out insights into these characters that everybody else here missed. I so. dare you to do that with uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. I dare you. Uh, actually, yeah. okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I could not do that with Transformers: Age of Extinction. So, so there is more character development here than than that. Um, in a lot of ways, this movie is a hell of a lot better than Transformers: Age of Extinction or any of the Transformer movies, for that matter. Some kid's gonna listen to you say that, say you're yeah. fucking yep. crazy, know. you know, just by looking nuts. at the two. So you, I, you uh, have to explain that a little more. Um. It's just there's there's more depth into the characters. They go they they spend a good hour diving into these characters and and just slowly deliberately covering each one of their you know steps and, and diving into these these characters. Um, at the cost of explosions. At the cost of explosions and stuff like that. So, uh, but. You know, out of mech movies, there's not that many. It's a underutilized genre, 
And so, uh, you know, like, much like I defend, like, the cyberpunk genre, you know, like, there's not that many cyberpunk movies. There's Blade Runner. I, I, I say Johnny Mnemonic. I like Johnny Mnemonic. It's a fucking terrible movie, but it's, it's, it's one of the few <laughs> cyberpunk movies. It was like, I got I love it. Uh, so I like my weird genre movies. So if it's a mech movie, it's a mech movie. And so this falls into that category. So if you want to watch a mech movie, you're going to watch this in Pacific Rim. It's Pacific Rim better, and you're going to get more mech action in Pacific Rim. But Pacific Rim is also done new and done by a... Uh, it had like a $150 million dollar budget. Right. This so, was made for $10 million. Right. So, I mean, you're going to get what you pay for. So yeah. it's like so, $20 million enough yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, Pacific Rim's a hell of a lot better. But, I mean, for 1987, they did a damn good job, and uh, I highly recommend it. Two recommends, huh? All right. Well, I don't know if I should talk really slow, because that's how the pace of this movie went. So slow. You know, and, and I was excited. I'm like, all right, robot jocks. You know, I, I might have seen it when I was younger, but it must have been so slow back then even where I didn't even remember it. But, uh, you know, I got it. You know, I'm like, all right, we're going to have a Saturday night freak show movie, you know, robots fighting robots. And I got robots slowly touching other robots. With their fists, Nick. With their fucking <laughs> flying Rocket-powered, oh, oh, detachable on, uh, fists. On strings. Oh, yeah, we also forgot <laughs> I about... i seen the strings <laughs> on that fist. We also forgot about the... the oh, the, the chainsaw the, the penis. The, the, the chainsaw <laughs> penis. Uh, how could I forget about the chainsaw penis? You're not see that in Pacific Rim. Oh, man. The chainsaw penis. Yeah, the chainsaw penis. What I found funny up. about that part is he took the chainsaw penis and put it into the face of the other robot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know what they're trying to go for on this one. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> it just went up, uh, you know, again, in my estimation. Uh, but you said, uh, you know, how you would say this one over uh, Transformers and Collins. Like, well, if you ask a kid, I have two younger boys. And if I sat down and showed them this movie, they'd be like, what the fuck is this movie? You know, they, they'd be like, let's watch Transformers a hundred times over. Uh, for me, this movie's dated. It's very slow. The whole middle of the movie could have been gone for all I care for all, you know, uh, where he's like, Oh, you know, I want to quit. And Oh, I'm coming back. And I'm like, it's it's all pointless you know the whole middle of this movie you know when there's not they're slow moving robots it's just slow you know the stupid semi love story between him and the the tube lady you know you don't know whether you know they're into each other or not into each other uh and they never do actually end up at the end no she gets carried off the battlefield and that's it yeah never see her again yeah and the so, other guy puts his chainsaw penis into his face. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. And very interesting. <laughs> you know, and, you know, even when they got out of the robots at the very end and, you know, they they had the the bros moment and stuff like that. I was like, and then that's the way the movie ended. 
was happy to see the movie in because it was just too slow. And, you know, sitting down here in a nice, cozy basement, I've sat through Sharknado. I've sat through Hell Comes to Frogtown. And never <laughs> once have I been like, this is this movie over with? Oh, no. This is the one, huh? <laughs> hey, how many movies... Okay, so you've seen a bunch on The Freak Show. Mm-hmm. How many of those have you liked? Um, I think you went through this at one point. You're like, I passed on yeah, that one. Yeah, I passed, passed on that one. one. I passed, passed on this on. one. I think I gave a okay for <laughs> Days of Thunder, maybe? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say... If this movie's on TV, and I don't even think I've ever seen this movie come up on a lineup for TV, you know, and you get a Sunday, you know, to waste, maybe watch it, but I would personally pass on the movie. All right. Well, that's uh, three people on the Saturday Night Freak Show. That's two ups and one down. Thumbs, maybe. Uh, <laughs> next week, it's my pick. We're going to be watching the Lucio Fulci zombie classic. Zombie on the Saturday Night Freak Show. So bring your popcorn and your barf bags. And until then, the basement is going dark. Crash and burn.